every night, I dream the same dream. Doki, the podcast where three multi-dimensional travelers talk about Marvel. You know, somewhere out there, there's a universe where Loki has combined with Ned Flanders. Yoki, <laughs> locally, locally. <laughs> Good to do it. Loki, Doki, neighborino. I am your first Avenger. My name is Andy. I'm the strongest Avenger. I'm Bill. And I'm the average Avenger. <laughs> I, I don't really avenge. I just... You just venge? Yeah, pretty much. The first Avenger. I will venge for you. You venge over backwards. <laughs> I will write nasty Twitter messages about that villain for you. I thought you were going to say you'll write wrongs and triumph over evil. Um, but, <laughs> but this isn't an anime podcast. Maybe in another multiverse. Yeah, yeah. No, that's something a full Avenger would do. Something only nerds would do. Today we're talking about the newest release from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, we're talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, baby! And we are just going to kind of, we're just going to kind of chat a bit about our general thoughts, favorite moments. You know, you know the routine, what we always do here on Loki Doki. Yep. Just, just our normal thing. Just our normal thing, what we yep, always do. We're old hat at this. 1,000 episodes. I don't know how we've managed to do 1,000 episodes over the Marvel Cinematic and TV Universe at this point, but it, I mean, those, yeah. those those 920 episodes where we just kept pulling something new out of the, the Electra movie. Oh, it's yeah. Just... Watch it getting nuts. We're coming after you. So this time around, we are going to be talking about this film, and I... I don't know. Who wants to get us started in talking about uh, the film? I want one of you two to get us started because my thoughts, I think, are going to be a little more critical than yours. Oh. I have um, used the same line since I've seen it. Okay. I really enjoyed Evil Dead 4. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or is it 5? Well. For not counting TV, just movies. Well, not counting the reboot either. Oh, yeah, right. I've, exactly. I've, Don't I've, count the I forgot about that one for a sec. <laughs> it was actually pretty good, though, I thought. So. Was it? I didn't see it. It was very Sam Raimi, Raimi. And it did the thing New Mutants said it was supposed to do, which would be Marvel's first real horror movie. Yeah, huh? And there was some serious horror movie DNA in it, obviously. Yeah. I think we got more gore in this movie than we've had in any of the Marvel movies, especially the actual MCU movies. Definitely. I was satisfied that the giant octopus with an eyeball in the beginning of the movie did not get eaten by rats. Yeah, it's the Suicide Squad. It is not quite. I don't know. Should we? Should we kind of talk a little bit about? Obviously, as with every one of our episodes where we break down one of these movies, we 
are going to be spoiling the film as we yes. talk about it. Heavily. Do we want to kind of break down, like, just the basic plot? Obviously, we don't have to recap everything, but, uh, like, what are what are some of the biggest story beats that kind of, like, stood out to you? Okay, so one more big spoiler warning. Yes. Because I'm going to unload. Okay. Oh, my. People in the first four rows may get wet. <laughs> get down on your knees, folks. <laughs> may get wet. <laughs> I've never failed. <laughs> Obviously, this is a Doctor Strange movie. And going into it, um, I the way that the marketing was kind of set up, I kind of expected this to be a cameo-laden kind of mess. Uh, wow. And one of the things that I was pleasantly surprised about with this film is that they use the cameos in a much lighter way. They took a much lighter hand on that than a heavy hand, and I definitely, of all the things in the film, I appreciated that the most. All the cameos that we expected did not overtake the movie. Yeah, from that trailer and uh, Professor X's voice, which they certainly should not have put in there, it, it, it kind of led you to think that it would be fan-wanking for the most part. I had a super big grin on my face with Professor X, though. Like, not that he showed up. Not even that he was straight up the cartoon version. That was, yes. But no, the the part that I had a absolute big old wholesome grin on my face when he was talking like, if you do escape, the way to fix this, <laughs> you know, and the whole, like, just because you've stumbled on a path doesn't, you know, like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's, it's so wholesome. It's wholesome cartoon good guy, Professor. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely cartoon good guy, not, uh, not original comics dickhole, Xavier. Right. <laughs> no, absolutely. Hey, cartoon Xavier is our Xavier. This is true. Yeah. And there was no, I, I don't know, I grinned, I smiled so much at that. So we're talking about the cameos. Let's just go ahead and finish up by talking about who were all the members of the Illuminati and our thoughts on each of those, because these were the, the biggest reveal as far yeah. as cameos go. I can't think of really anyone else that made a huge impact here as far as cameos. I mean, well, okay. The, and, uh, yeah, Bruce Campbell, but. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> there was the, uh, the biggest brouhaha was definitely made over Mr. Krasinski, I think, yes. as Reed Richards. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really hope that means he's going to take up that role when the movie comes. You know, I think he would be a very strong choice to direct that movie also. I don't really have much of an opinion on the man. I haven't. I can't bring to mind anything that he's done off the top of my head. Uh, well, acting-wise, um, The Office was like his big thing. Okay. Directing yeah, okay. Uh, A Quiet Place, he directed and starred in. Oh, I didn't know he directed that. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, okay. I saw that. That's pretty cool. No, I think uh, I think he was very fitting, Reed Richards. You know, we didn't get to see too much of the character, or any of these characters, oh, yeah. really. Uh, I thought yeah. that that was... I thought he looked the part. I think he just just in the bit of dialogue he had, he sounded the part. Yeah. Yep, I was for, I was there for it. For a moment though, I thought he was uh Rahu Kohli from I Zombie. <laughs> they look very similar. Now, again, we're gonna take the take the gloves off for spoiler territory. Yeah, of course. His death was the one that made me cringe the most. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody says Black Bolt was the the goriest. Uh, but Black Bolt made me laugh. <sighs> yeah, same. <laughs> I I winced with uh, Reed. He's got like unraveled. Yeah, yeah. He just got like pulled the 
pieces. Ugh, like a Twizzler. And you, you mentioned the idea of how this film was possibly the most violent or gory of some of the Marvel movies that we've seen. Raimi did do a good job with regards to, you know, there was some, like, gore. I don't think it was really that gory of a movie, honestly. I think they did a really good job of doing the horror thing of giving us just enough and leaving some of that to the imagination. Yeah. Right. But, you know, Black Bolt blowing the inside of his head to a, a, a literal sack of gunk. <laughs> it was pretty gory. You would have thought he'd be immune to his own power. Nope. If you ever stop still frame on what his head looks like, that it's all just like a big like wet Ugh. sock hanging. Okay, that is kind of gross. It's the that when they rip uh, Gargano's eye out, the the optic nerve hanging there. Yeah. No, that was pretty. That was that was totally Sam revisiting the his eyeball flyball sequence from Evil Dead Two. Oh yeah, absolutely it was. Now speaking of Black Bolt, that what I I didn't watch was it the Inhumans? Uh, the Inhumans. That was the actor, right, from the Inhumans? Yes, yes. Okay, it, it was. Okay, and I only know that because I've seen stuff talking about that he was the same guy. Okay, yeah. Because I didn't watch it either because nobody did. I did. How many? Did you? How many I episodes did. did that end up? Being? Ouch. Um, I forget. Ten to thirteen, somewhere in there, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great. <laughs> they should have just made it about the uh, the dog whose name I forget. Lockjaw. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, Lockjaw's great. Lockjaw. Should have been the Lockjaw show. Yes. Lockjaw, who spends a good amount of time in the Ms. Marvel comic that I'm starting to teach tomorrow. Very excited about. Oh, yes. Very interesting. So so we had Black Bolt. We had uh, Reed Richards. We had Professor Charles Xavier. uh, We had Captain Marvel. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, Captain Maria Rambeau. Yes. Yes. Captain Marvel. I did not recognize her. I was just thinking Marvel. Well, Maria Rambeau was Captain Marvel in a suit very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, I mean, I'm not surprised. I and mean, we'll get into Wanda um, after we talk about I want to get into Wanda after we talk about uh, the Illuminati. But, like, I was a little surprised that she was unable to do more in that fight. Like, she held out, I think, better than most of the other of the others. Yeah. But I, I feel like power level-wise, unless maybe, like, she general didn't have quite the same power level that Carol Danvers had. That's that's our what I'm gonna say because we don't actually know how powerful she she was. Yeah, she was she was a bad matchup against magic. That's true too. On a sheer like point build build in a role playing game system, Carol Danvers is obviously very powerful. Mm. Uh, I don't know if she would hold out magic versus that. Uh, but you think she would hold out against Wanda at least for a while. Right, yeah. But yeah, we, we have no idea. Yeah, Rambo's powers. Yeah, Rambo's powers. So, or power level, power level I should yeah. say. Yeah. I was a little, like, Rambo being taken out by just the statue was kind of like, eh. Like, I thought that was not great, but... Is is it just me, or was that a statue of Xena? No, that was her. Was it? That was... Yeah, that was Rambo. Okay. That, was, that was a statue of herself. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't make out who, who it was when I was watching the movie. I was like, is that Xena? Did they throw in a Sam Raimi visual joke in here? Yep. Warrior Princess. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had probably my fave, my personal favorite of them, which was uh, a callback to the What If series. Uh, what If? Uh, which was uh, Captain Carter, who yes. I want... Oh. I I I didn't love what if, um, we've talked about that a little bit before, mm-hmm. but 
I absolutely loved that episode with Captain Carter and What If, and I want more Captain Carter. I absolutely. want all the Captain Carter. Give me everything. Agent Carter was very, very good. It's like my favorite Marvel show still. Um, I don't know if you ever watched that. I never watched it. I need to go back and watch it. Um, I actually makes Captain Carter that much cooler. Yeah. Or maybe less, because uh, Peggy in that show could just do so much without any superpowers. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what makes her so much cooler, because she, oh. she was already competent. Like, you know, Steve wasn't competent and became Captain America, so... Yeah, She right. was already super competent, and then became Captain Carter. I don't know. I need to meet some other people, perhaps, but I may be the biggest Peggy Carter fan out there. <laughs> that's probably fair. I mean, I am a fan, don't get me wrong, but, uh... <laughs> Well, uh, Captain Carter held her own pretty well here in yeah. this fight scene. Her death. Oh. They definitely didn't show. Yeah, it's, again, one of those ones, it's better that they didn't show it. Because yeah. it affects you just as much. I kind of want to see it, though. <sighs> Did I miss anyone? Uh, we didn't talk about how Charles dies. He dies, he gets, uh, he gets his neck cracked by Psychic Wanda, right? <laughs> Yeah, in, uh -huh. in the psychic realm. Yes. Yep. To the point that it didn't even clock on my radar. Like, he's in a white boy talking to Wanda, walking, wearing that black turtleneck. Uh -huh. And, like, he did that in the cartoon so much, yeah. it didn't even clock to think about it until somebody actually mentioned it. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, of course he did that. Mm -hmm. Of course he did yeah. that. All the same, could it could it still be that he sent the image of his death into Wanda's mind and ours? Oh, yeah. He could have. <laughs> it's very possible. But I'm guessing this is a throwaway reality. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't think we're going to revisit 838 anytime soon. No, no, not likely. And don't forget Mordo. Oh, yeah, well. And yeah, Carl, Carl Mordo. Mordo. Mordo, as in typical fashion, is a throwaway waste of a character. Uh, he's <laughs> been in, he, he was in the original <laughs> Doctor Strange. He was here. I, I just... Yeah. They just don't know what to do with Mordo properly. Or they're doing this on purpose. Why do you think they would do it on purpose? I don't know. Like, he made this big threat at the end of Doctor Strange 1 of, like, like setting up he's going to be this big villain. And then we never see him at all in anything. And then he just shows up here, and he's kind of a putz. Yeah, and Doctor Strange says, like, oh, yeah, he makes a point of trying to kill me. And, and it's like, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Never, we ne haven't seen We've it. never seen it once. Yeah. Fair enough. He's a decent actor. He's got a good costume. Oh yeah, he's got a decent, decent stick. Yeah, I just don't like um, the writing of the character or the utilization. Maybe of the at some point they can do something with him. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Um. So yeah, that's the Illuminati. MCU villains are usually pretty weak. Can't all be Killmonger, right? Uh, let's speak of villains. The villain, for the most part, is done right in this one, and the villain is Wanda. Wanda, and mm -hmm. I was kind of coming into this movie expecting Wanda to probably be the villain because there was no indication in the trailers at all aside uh -huh. from her um although they did make it sound seem like Wanda was fighting going to be fighting alongside of um Doctor Strange the way they cut those trailers yeah yeah we were never quite sure yeah so but at the very least would come in for a few minutes to give him some very important plot advice right but she is the full-blown villain and we get some we get quite a bit of payoff from WandaVision uh, and her other outings in the other MCU movies. Uh, I have a lot to say, but I'm going to turn it over to you guys. What do you make of Wanda as the villain? 
I'm going to say ultimately thumbs up. Yeah. Everything I have to say interesting are criticisms. All right. So I, I did like it. Felt like they undid some of the work they did in WandaVision of her learning to accept loss and cope. And maybe she has accepted loss and coped with Vision being gone because we got, other than just a little bit of a mention of him, like a matter of the fact, oh yeah, he thought about this or that. We didn't really get any emotional payoff. We just got her and the kids. Kids didn't, weren't quite as uh, good as they were in WandaVision. <laughs> they didn't have enough material to work with there, I don't think. But she's also under the influence of the dark hole. Right. I was going to throw so... this. I was going to throw this at you, if I may. Isn't it perhaps true that the dark hole is the villain? Cer- certainly. I think there's definitely something to be said that the dark hole is the real source of the problem. Yeah. We got our sinister strange because of the dark hold. Yep. We got Strange's current predicament because of the, his use of the dark hold. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Wanda losing her shit because of the dark hole. So yeah, I mean, you could you could definitely paint unseen Cthulhu as the bad guy of this movie more than anything. I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if that's where it would ultimately go. Because uh, super big spoiler, I'm pretty sure Wanda didn't die at the end. Oh, I'm almost positive she didn't die at the end. I because there was a there was a flash of red light. As mm-hmm. the uh, as the temple or whatever was cr- oh, yeah. crumbling there's, down, there's no way she would have gone down with the ship there. Yeah, she wants to make it make the the whole appearance that you know, but she's gonna save herself. Yeah. Also, just why take an actress that good mm-hmm. and a character with that much emotion and just right now they won't. Yeah, know? unless she just straight up wants out of the. Mar- the no, I've I've heard rumors that she's signed on for further films for years to come so yeah i mean yeah. she she finally became finally finally became the comic book character she's supposed to be and there's there's still the dangling plot with vision that they'll need to come back to so uh-huh. with white vision so yeah so yeah i agree with you both i think uh i think her it is obviously the dark hold that does poison her mind but at the same time i think we we probably could have gotten more of the dark hold itself. Like, I don't feel like, I know that we n- know what it is, uh-huh. but I don't think we know what it, it is. You it know showed I mean? up, I, it showed up in agents of shield plenty of times. Yeah, it did, but I don't think it, it's, the oh, same. it showed up in runaways too. I don't, I don't did think it? it's canonically the uh-huh. same, the same, like within that though, because. Well, and again, they said there was a dark, there's many v- different versions across the multiverse. Yeah. And they're all based on that temple. Yeah. So it's just a different copy with, you know, somebody in a different universe copied it and put a different cover on it. Yeah. Now, the one in Runaways and the one in S.H.I.E.L.D. was the same. At least they looked the same. Mm-hmm. They had the same design. Again, I think motivation is is the big thing for Wanda. Like, I get she's looking for her kids. I get all these kids, things, but... Kids that were never more than theoretical. Right. Right. For sure. Um, well, Okay. I wouldn't go as far as to say never more than theoretical, because obviously they exist in the multiverse other places. Yeah, yeah, in in this universe, theoretical. She pulled that template from real versions of the yeah. kids. And what bothers me about that, too, along going along with that thought, is like, she's looking at all these universes for ones where she can be with her kids, but she doesn't look for one also where she could be with Vision? That was weird. Right? Yeah. Also, she doesn't look for one where she might be dead. 
Yeah, that's the one that was most prominent in my mind. But we can attribute all that to the Darkhold influence. Yeah. If she's dead in that universe, she couldn't dreamwalk into that universe. Correct. That's what my my brain would Well, or or she could, obviously, but it wouldn't be pretty. But, you know, if she sat down, again, I think that's the Darkhold's influence. Without the Darkhold's influence, if she sat down with Doctor Strange and America and said, this is what I want. Can you help me find a dimension to go live in where my kids have lost their version of me? Yeah, absolutely. And, and some of it, she's obviously said, you know, I don't, you know, what if they get sick? What if they die? What if they, you know, I want America's power to do anything, find any cure, any regeneration, any, I guess, go find replacements if it worst came to worst. But again, I think that was, that's the Darkhold's influence instead of her, you know, cooperating with, Doctor Strange and America Chavez. Yeah, I definitely think that if she wasn't under the influence of the Darkhold, that she would have mentally been uh, more stable. What was the line? Uh, you break the rules and you become a hero. I break the rules and I become the enemy. That doesn't seem fair, does it? Mm-hmm. And I think the the real Wanda would realize that the reason for that is in all in how she handled everything. Right. And why the rules are breaking mm-hmm. broken. Yeah. Of course, she is incredible. Incredibly hot in that point, though, when she's like, for whatever reason, when she says that line, <laughs> I, I didn't see I her. Don't know, she I, didn't look like she was sweating to me. Hey, we mentioned America Chavez. I want to. Yes. I want to go into that. Uh, her name is America Chavez. As far as we know, though, she's not from any place called America. No, or had any it's, it's, idea of what of, America was. When a little she bit was, of irony there. Uh, um, I want. I want to talk about. <laughs> t- well, America was named after. Amerigo Vespucci. Yes. Italian and Spanish aren't super different languages. Uh-huh. She speaks Spanish wherever she came from. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know that America is a common feminization of Amerigo, but it's not impossible. No, it's not impossible, no. Fair enough. Alternate universes, everything's possible. Now the red, white, and blue and the star, that, that <laughs> makes it a little less of a... A little bit less, it's fine. <laughs> the actress, uh, Sochi Gomez is uh 16 years old in this role by the way. Wow. Wow. Um best known uh before this for playing uh a character from the Babysitters Club from the Netflix series. Ah. <laughs> in 2020. So uh not a necessarily a huge background, only 16 years. I liked her portrayal. I think there were a few p- points where you could tell like young actress maybe not quite up to that level of like you know, big time acting on a big movie like this, but generally, I really, yeah. really liked her in the role. The character, I, I'm all for everything they did with her. I'm all for. It's interesting that Marvel did not back down. Uh, with they lost a lot, uh, potentially a lot of money in some markets because they refused to remove parts uh, involving her, and, and more in particularly just the the scene on her and her original planet with the two moms. God forbid. <laughs> well. She also has the pride flag she, as a yes, pin. Yeah. Yes. And she has love is love uh on her jacket. Yeah, she's in, in Spanish. Oh, uh, that's uh, what I thought that said. Yeah, yeah. And the character is a lesbian, I believe. I, yes, I do believe so as well. I think it was probably the right call not to back down on yeah, that. I appreciate that. I, I'm I'm really getting sick of Hollywood doing all these things to appease the Chinese market. Right. You know, just just cause. Yeah. I understand it, it makes some money, but it gets really, you get really sick of like, well, 
why don't we just throw a scene in Hong Kong for some reason? You mm-hmm. know, let's let's remove any supernatural influence here because we can't show that in China. Yeah, it's make the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. At some point, they you know you're you're telling a story through a visual medium, yeah. and if they don't want to allow it, then they'll just bootleg it. Yeah, <laughs> like to do all the probably all other media they want to watch. <laughs> Stories shouldn't be written to please everybody. She was raised by cousins. They're cousins. <laughs> Amara Identical <Michelle>. cousins. <laughs> no. So I, I enjoyed America. I There were a few awkward moments, like the very end of the film when like she's getting ready to leave. I can't remember the exact line, but like Doctor Strange like try, like like then her have this thing and she like looks at him and it's like this dramatic moment. She goes I think she goes, Sup <laughs> or something like that. And I'm like, what? Like it was just a weird little moment. Generally, I really like the character. I yeah. like the actress. I like the character concept. She didn't get to have a lot no, of personality no. beyond generic teenager. No, unfortunately, like not. fair enough. Generic Hispanic teenager. Okay, she spoke Spanish. She loves pizza, but that was they didn't give her a lot of other. But pizza balls. I want pizza balls. <laughs> well, those then... looked fucking delicious. Well, you start with some melted mozzarella cheese. Okay, we're not going back to the food sex thing. (laughs) Oh. I fucking loved Bruce Campbell beating himself up a la (laughs) Evil Dead. It is one of the things he does best. Can I I admit, I didn't like that, nor do I... I'm going to be really controversial. I don't really like the Evil Dead movies. (laughs) I'm not surprised you don't. So, like... I could have done like like I understood I understood why Bruce Campbell was there. I appreciate it from a cinematic perspective, but like I also could have done without it. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think it needed to be there. Well, it didn't need no, to be there. No, not it, it not, it did not need to be there. That is true. But on the same on the same token, I texted back our friend Brad while I was waiting for the two in the end credit scenes. Yeah. In fact, I'd already seen the mid credit scene. I was waiting for the end credit scene. And he texted me back and said, you can Google that one. Uh, it's not worth sticking around for. And then I watched it, and I texted him back, and I was like, the fuck it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's over. It is a good good final line. I like that. I yeah. like that. <laughs> Going back again to the Evil Dead stuff, I think the better Evil Dead callouts were the whooshing tracking shots, the door slamming. Yes. The flipping camera, that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. Really, really played well. It did. Um, yeah, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I Campbell acting, acting crazy. I, I, there was like the whole scene in the sewers or whatever, uh-huh. or the underground, and like, I didn't like that whole scene. Like, it, like the whole like, waiting, there's the water dripping. Like, you know she's behind there. Why are you stopping? Just keep fucking moving. Like, it, she blew through every other fucking door. I, did, I didn't like it. I, I thought that, it was... No, you are, you're completely, that's completely a valid point right there. That was, aside, that part, yeah, I definitely wasn't completely down for. But the way she yeah. pursued them, I was definitely down for. Yeah, it was definitely a moment of like, why are you stopping? That's not, this isn't stopping time. Yeah. She's not busting through the door. Let's turn around and look. You're Dr. Fucking Strange and, and Christine. They, these are not like idiots. These are very intelligent people. That's fair enough. Uh, speaking of Christine. Uh-huh. I don't Was that Peter Dinklage on her face? Stop that. <laughs> it, what? What? She is... That mole. Yeah. What the hell? Oh. I think it's just her, 
that's just her face, right? I know. <laughs> but she's rich and famous. She could have that removed. It's yeah, part, yeah. It's, a yeah. Beauty, it's like a beauty mark. Yeah. No, it isn't. <laughs> like it's not one. It's not one little bowl like Cindy Crawford has. That's like a. That thing is big. <laughs> I don't know. I. I. You have to. Not everybody has to look perfect. Yeah. Uh, the one point, though, I did think I saw hair coming out of it. <laughs> no, I'm yes. But but then I realized no, it's just wisps dangling from the, the, her actual hair. She's a generic like hot chick actress. You think that would be? I mean, that was distracting. I don't know. We're talking about her an awful lot here in a movie where she they didn't really do anything. So <laughs> it's obviously working for her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I don't. I didn't like Christine in the first I, movie. I, I don't like Christine in this of- movie. Yeah, I stopped thinking about the mole after the first scene. <laughs> moly, 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 full, moly. I went full off the powers. <laughs> I wish they had played with the whole, did I do the right thing? Was that really the only path to victory? Uh-huh. You know, could I have, like, and then obviously a different Doctor Strange did have a different path to victory in a very bad way. That whole wedding scene, him uh-huh. just being, like, at her wedding, being like, you know... We could still make this work. And I'm like, you need to fucking stop. Yeah, no, that was true, too. It's her fucking wedding. Yeah. I, I meant more the, the discussion between him and the other doctor. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where'd that doctor when come from? Just, like, what was that? Was he, he in the other movie? He was in the first, first I just don't remember. He was, the, he was the jerk doctor in the first I just one. don't remember him. I just know he came up and they made a big deal about him. And I'm like, I don't remember who this is. Yeah. Uh, he was he was in the first one. He was kind of an asshole. Okay. Yeah. And, and now he's a bitter asshole. So if they... Make a third one, then he'll probably have a he might have a bigger role in that as a minor antagonist or something. Gotcha. The bitter asshole. But uh, yeah, she was that opening scene. I guess was pretty much just there for setup purposes. Yeah, that's a set piece. But I could have seen the the argument he put out, asshole doctor put out yeah. as being a real motivating force for Doctor Strange. Yes, throughout and. I guess they kind of played with, like, is he making the right choices or not? And some of them didn't, but it could have been expanded on more. As the Evil Dead fans here, I liked the uh, pulling out of the eye of the uh, totally not Shumagorath. Yes. I don't know the story behind the name change. Uh, Shumagorath uh... is is, uh, trademarked by the the people that own Conan. Okay. Okay. No, Marvel did Conan comics. I heard that. I had oh, heard okay. that actually, but I I forgot. As far as Sam Raimi references go, I enjoyed that and the uh, fogginess as uh, Wanda was rolling up over, uh, what's the Mystic Land Kingdom called? Oh, uh, uh, Shangri La. No, that's not it. Uh, Kamataj. Yes, that's it. That's it. I liked that that whole part where she was attacking, and then they. They even added in the Evil Dead 2, no, actually Evil Dead 1, reaching into the mirror and it's water. Yes. Again, it was like, okay, so like, why is, I mean, again, there's magic, quote unquote, yeah. but like. It's, it's all. I don't know. I didn't, I thought it was kind of hokey. It's, it's like. Magic. And it, it's like, oh, I'm in the mirror dimension. Okay, so I can reach through the mirrors just because I'm magical. Is that it? Like. Yeah. And why is it connected to like reflection? I don't know. It is, it was, it was a quote-unquote cool scene that I didn't think worked. I don't think it worked. It's Sam Raimi shit. But I will say, I might be in the minority here, I fucking love the music fight. That, yes. Need to talk about that. Yeah. Apparently apparently that was Sam's idea. I actually liked that. I didn't dislike it. 
but it was it was weird. It felt like it belonged in a different movie. It did. That's why I think I liked it because I was I was enthralled by like the dissonance in that. Yeah, it it was it was different. It was unexpected. Yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't say I disliked it, so I'm not gonna. Uh-huh. I wouldn't shit on you for saying you you didn't like or you did like it. It felt weird. We have gone this whole time without talking about Doctor Strange a whole lot, but before we do that, I want to talk about Wong and how they missed an opportunity to kill off Wong in this uh-huh. film. By the way, he should have died at least like four times, like in this film, right? He, yeah, he got rocked several times badly. Like he should definitely be. Dead. And I yeah. get like the way this film was set up. Like maybe there wouldn't be enough of an emotional payoff for killing him, but like. Yeah, or they're and he still is a setting like, him up. He's a likable character in general, an actor. Yeah. So maybe that's one of the reasons why they don't want to do that. But, like, oh man, I don't know. I just, I like him. I don't know if he was utilized again. I think I think the script didn't utilize him in the best way. Yeah, which could be by design or oversight. So seeing yeah. if, how big of a role, if his role expands in the in the next one, which I hope it does. I mean, Wong has been the best character in a lot of these movies. Truth. Wong would almost be served better getting some time to be wrong. Like, he's so, like, the big difference between him and Doctor Strange is he's so tradition-bound and hide-bound and conservative and yeah. and careful. And Doctor Strange is willing to break the rules. And, like, I wish there were more moments where Doctor Strange breaking the rules against Wong's wishes paid off. As opposed to Wong is pretty much always right. Well, the problem is when you're in a when a, in a movie versus a television show, there's not a lot of opportunity for that growth in the side characters. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it, like using an example of like Falcon and the Winter Soldier versus what, what we saw of those characters in the 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 films, uh, we saw tremendous growth and expansion of characters because we had more time with them. They weren't side characters; they became main characters. And one of the reasons why that that is my favorite of the Marvel shows, they just they just did a, it was a great character study on those two characters in particular, uh, and then Wong has not had any time outside of being a somewhat comic relief side character to the main action. Um, he got more action I think in this film, but at the same time, like I don't know, I just don't think he was written well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he. I would watch a Wong TV show. I would too. Oh yeah. <laughs> This is great. Good idea. Give me Wong and Shang-Chi. I could definitely see Wong being the main sidekick, uh, sidekick for a Shang-Chi movie. I actually thought uh, that's where they, that they were in the, in that place from Shang-Chi <laughs> initially. Yeah, I would definitely have been down with that. So I bet they have like a, a red phone between each other or something. <laughs> <laughs> Was the whole zombie Doctor Strange or, uh, possession <laughs> surprising? Did you expect it was, that? It was, I thought it was dumb. I liked it. I didn't. I thought it was cool that he is doing... It kind of goes back to Dresden Files, where he does kind of a fucked up thing he shouldn't be doing, uh-huh. but it's just just off-center enough that it, like he kind of gets away with it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't dreamwalk into another person, another version of himself like he's not supposed to. He just takes over a dub, a dead body that of him that uh-huh. has already been well established in the scene. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it worked. Yeah, again, again, very Sam Raimi thing to do. Also, we just didn't have the you know 
we didn't have to deal with zombie zombies. We got the dead body, we got, but it didn't have to be. I s- said zombie, and people are saying zombie, but no, it's it's Kandarian demon, evil dead possession, pretty much. Not 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 zombies. Rev at very least a revenant, but yeah, possessed. It was also really smart that they gave they did that with him, so that a dream walking guy into a into a dead body of himself, yeah, got the attention of demons, yeah who he could use the demons to go to the place that sorcerers can't uh-huh. magic themselves into. Yeah. It sped the plot along a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's true. Because, like, if he... It, like, because Wong had to walk in because sorcerers aren't supposed to be there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he didn't sorcerer himself, and he sorcerously bound the undead yeah. to take him there. Yeah. And one of those demon voices was provided by Scott Spiegel, an old cohort of Sam's from his early days. No kidding. Uh-huh. So, something only huge Sam fans <laughs> probably would have recognized his name in the credits if they even saw it. I don't know. I The whole, I'm using the Darkhold to go into the body of this other strange, and then, for some reason, here come all these devils and demons that have a problem with this, but they don't have a problem with all other, other sh- bad shit that the Darkhold does. Like, I just don't, I don't get any of it. I don't, I don't think it, it didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. It made zero sense. He just broke a rule. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, a rule that, like, using this ancient evil book to do it, like, which is already, like, probably breaking all kinds of rules. Well, they mentioned it before it happened in a way that was satisfactory to me, at least. Uh, but, no, I can't remember specifically uh, what it was at this point. Didn't like it. Didn't like the whole, like, I hated the, the, the practical makeup of the look. It looked really bad in certain close-ups, like, just around the eyes especially. It just looked bad. I I was not, I was not a fan of this at all. I was not. I didn't like this part. They should have written it differently. I will look for that on my next view, but I didn't notice any of it the, this time around. I typically always love anything practical, so. Yeah, you know, I forgot to check and see if the K&B effects group had anything to do with it. Probably they didn't. But hey, in case anybody's wondering out there, I at least, yes, I did spot Sam's old car, the classic, in the movie. And I bet Bill did too. too. Bill did too? I did too. I caught it. Yep. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Real quick, Sam's Delta 88 Oldsmobile from 1973 is in every single one of his movies at some point. Even the Western, where it was broken down to be a uh, wagon chassis. It was uh, Uncle Ben's car in Spider-Man. It was Ash's car in the Evil Dead movies. It's yeah, it's just been in all of them. Yep. And it was actually a picture of it in the one of the animated dimensions when they were jumped through dimensions. Yeah. You okay? Hey, everybody. We're in the universe where Bill had some recording problems. <laughs> oh, shit. And we had some really good conversation, and I'm really sad about that because, like, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Let's end the conversation with just a little bit about the title character, Doctor Strange, because it's a movie called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and yet I still feel like, even though it's a movie called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, it is not... <laughs> Uh, really, a movie that is centrally focused on Doctor Strange is instead a movie centrally focused on Wanda. Yes. And there could have been more madness. 
there definitely could have been more madness. Always be more madness. <laughs> like I mean, that goes without saying. Like that was undersold. Like they're under, uh, like like oversold and under under uh, provided Utilized. in this film uh, because like they go cut through all these cool little glimpses and then we end up in like a weird Victorian version of our world where everyone just wears top hats. And it's like, this, 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 and we're very eco-friendly. This version sucks. Like of all those worlds we could have been, this is like the worst one to land in, by the way. Oh, I don't think so. I loved all the vegetation that was around the city. I mean, to really live in that world is probably okay. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that was probably uh, Mr. Fantastic's uh, doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm going to sh- kind of sh- shrink up my, my argument that I made earlier on when we lost some of the audio. I don't think that this film explores Stephen Strange to the extent in which they should have. I think that he's a character that should have been central, but really was not to the plot. He was there, but he absolutely uh, could have been developed further. A lot of the things of, like, the things that drive his character or the sacrifice or choice that he made that was different from the other Stranges could have been really emphasized in a better way. Um, this could have been any magical character, really, because I just don't feel like they did enough to, to develop him with, throughout this plot. We didn't get a lot of his inner life. We got a story about Wanda and America Chavez. Wanda, somebody we already resonate with, even though she was the bad guy of the movie. Yeah, anybody that was capable of doing some magical shit to help America escape Wanda could have been the central character. Um, I really, really wish they would have leaned heavier on the choices he made. Did he make the right ones? And these are what happens when he doesn't make that choice. Plus, they need to explore some, they need to explore the uh, psychological effects of having been the cause of and also having been blipped for five years. Right. So this is the part of the episode where we give our overall score to the film. Score not as in music, although the musical is really great. Danny Elfman, um, solid musical compositions for this. Should have been Joe Loduca. Sam Raimi's longtime composer, Joe Loduca. They should have brought him in for something. I like Danny Elfman. I was okay with it. I like the da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> That's a Danny Elfman original. You think Elfman conducted that? He might have. I'll start as the lowest grade probably here, I'm going to guess. Uh, I'm going to give this a C plus. I was very critical of the film as we were talking about it, but there were a lot of things I did enjoy. Uh, like, like kind of kind of wondering what was going to happen with all like the, the multiversal stuff. I really did enjoy the Illuminati stuff and the gruesome deaths. Um, I... Definitely very much enjoyed Wanda's character arc throughout, even though there were a few hiccups and confusions with it. I I, I generally liked the movie, but I did have some criticisms, um, especially coming off of Spider-Man, which I thought was a fantastic film. Um, you know, there there's a lot of this multiverse stuff going around right now. seems to be the hot thing. And maybe it's a symptom of it starting already to wear a little thin. Uh, after Loki, after Spider-Man, even a little bit in Avengers, you know, I, I don't know if this is like, you know, just maybe too much of a of a good thing. But for me, it was, I, I'd give it a C plus. I, I would go B. Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't waste my time and money going to see it. I just, yeah, I do wish there was more Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange and Multiverse Madness. I wish, I wish him and 
who he is and why he makes the choices he makes was more pivotal to the overall plot. It's a Fonzie for me. A. You get that, right, kids? I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I actually literally, literally thought, I don't know how anyone can dislike this movie. Actually, actually, I thought, I don't know why anyone wouldn't love this movie, is what I thought. And then you talked to me. Yeah. <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and it was time well spent. It was. All right, well, that does it for this episode of Loki Doki, a podcast where three multiversal travelers talk about Marvel. Uh, once again, I am the first Avenger. My name is Andy. I'm the strongest Avenger, Bill Smash. I am the average Avenger. I just venge. I'm Matt. And we'll see you next time, heroes. Loki Doki, neighborinos. I'm going to go uh, smash some Avengers right now. Thanks for listening to Loki Doki, a special episode of Tuning Japanese. You can find more of our episodes at tuningjapanese.com, where you can find more information on our social media, facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, or at tuningjapanese on Twitter. Let us know what you thought of today's episode by emailing us at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please consider supporting our show in a number of ways, including leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to today's episode, and by heading over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, where you can support us in a more monetary way and get all kinds of great rewards, including bonus content, like perhaps future episodes of Loki Doki, and our current bonus season of Tuning In. The song, I Can Feel It Coming, is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. show up. I made mistakes, and people were hurt. I'm not here to talk about Westview. Then what are you here for? I need your help. With what? What do you know about the multiverse?